Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. Of course, I'm your host, Nathan Wilson. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us in the New Southern Garden for this week. Uh, Of course, we are nearing the end of the first month of 2021. And we've already talked about so much. Of course, the first couple of weeks, we talked about uh, New Year, New Garden. And of course, I'm encouraging you to, along with your New Year's resolutions, whether that's to uh, exercise more, eat right, lose weight, stay on task, be more productive, whatever your New Year's resolution is, I hope one of them is to do new things in your landscape, to try new things in your garden. And so we talked about different ideas. Uh, And then last week, of course, we talked about a very wonderful and well-known Hopefully, you find it in your garden and in your landscape. We talked about a plant called hellebore or Lenten rose. And that particular plant is awesome and amazing. It should be in near bloom. Uh, Of course, at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, where you can find me throughout the week, we do have hellebores in full bloom. Of course, we can kind of push that along with the greenhouses, but they are beautiful. They make great, uh, not just great landscape plants, but great plants to gift If you're looking to give somebody something this time of year, then hellebore is a great gift uh, for gardeners and non-gardeners alike. So if you missed last week's program, I would encourage you to check us out online at NewSouthernGarden.com. If you've joined us for any length of the uh, time we've been uh, airing New Southern Garden, you know that at NewSouthernGarden.com, you can find every episode of this program we've ever had, which... To my count is like 102. So this is the 102nd episode, and you can find all of our episodes online at the website, NewSouthernGarden.com. Now, in addition to that, if you're not our friend on Facebook and Instagram, I would encourage you to, because becoming our friend helps to build the community and helps to uh, get you involved with the show and help you become a part of the show, because at News... uh, at um, Uh, New Southern Garden's Facebook page and Instagram page, you get reminders when a new show is available after it airs live right here on WRWH 93.9 FM, Cleveland, Georgia. This is your hometown radio. Uh, But once it's aired, it goes online. And so you just because you sleep in on a Saturday and you can't join us at 10 a.m., it's no problem because you can join us anytime on demand after the show has been put on the website and on Facebook and the podcasting apps. But if you have a question, especially if you have a problem uh, as we go into spring and, and things start growing and, of course, bugs and diseases, all kinds of things can go awry, you, you can become a part of the program by uh, contacting us at NewSouthernGarden.com or sending us pictures, sending us videos at uh, Facebook and, and Instagram. So be sure to check us out on all those ways because we want to make sure that we're staying in touch and helping you to grow well. Now, on today's program, 
I do want to uh, shift gears from outside to inside. Now, on New Southern Garden, we've talked a lot uh, from time to time about houseplants. We talked about some specific houseplants, and some folks had had issues, and we helped diagnose those and, and hopefully uh, get a good resolution there. Uh, but I thought we would take today's program and perhaps even into next week to talk about some things. If you have houseplants, if uh, you're uh, uh, wanting to get into houseplants or you know somebody who has houseplants and maybe is struggling, I wanted to give you some tips and uh, different methods and some ideas about growing your indoor garden. Because, of course, this is a new year, which means you can grow a new garden inside with a number of houseplants. And so, like I said, we're going to go through some tips, some ideas, and then hopefully eventually get to some specific plants which are popular uh, and enjoyed by many. So let's jump right in and talk about houseplants. The first thing we want to talk about when it comes to houseplants, I'm going to give you what... Uh, um, what is called the 10 Golden Rules of Houseplants. Now, uh, there is a great resource. If you have uh, a lot of plants and you're looking to try new things and old things alike, it's called The uh, House Plant Expert. It's a great book. Uh, I believe there's a second part as well. It's been around for a, a long time, and it is written by Dr. D.J. Hessian. H-E-S-S-A-Y-O-N. And so he has detailed and listed some good ideas for us and uh, just want to uh, make that resource available to you if you're interested. It's an old book. I don't even know if it's in print anymore, but I have a couple of old copies and it comes in handy, especially when you're looking for a specific kind of plant. Uh, he's got um, basically a dictionary. Uh, a growing guide for every plant possible. Uh, that's most of what the book is. It's broken down into different kinds of, even bonsai um, are in here. Foliage plants, blooming plants, grass-like plants. And uh, then, of course, uh, he's got some general information on where, how to uh, grow these things. But it is a great resource, and we're going to use some of that information. So just want to make sure you uh, look for that if you need more details. But back to the 10 Golden Rules from Dr. Hessian. First of all, when it comes to houseplants, the very first thing you don't want to do is to drown them. Don't overwater your plants. Just like we've talked about before in the garden, uh, all plants' roots need a certain amount of water. That is true, but they also need air as well. So when it comes to your house plants, the plants you're growing indoors, you want to make sure that um, you're not keeping the compost soaked at all times because that does mean certain death for your uh, house plants. Their roots will essentially, they will rot. They will rot. Now, with that being said, there are certain levels of watering for certain kinds of plants. If you have succulents, if you have desert cactus, those kinds of things. Now, they should be treated a certain way. They do need a certain amount of water, but they can be on the drier side. And especially during the winter, the compost should be allowed to dry out almost completely for those kinds of plants. But then at the opposite, the other extreme, I will go ahead and say that there are very few plants who need to be wet at all times. Because again, most every plant does need a certain amount 
of um, of air in their roots. But plants like acorus, which we can actually grow certain acorus, it's kind of a grass-like plant, really beautiful. But we do grow that outdoors in the landscape. But it can be brought inside. Now they don't mind to stay uh, moist for extended periods of time. They actually, in the landscape, can grow in those boggy areas. So when they're brought indoors, we want to create that same situation. Now, one thing that we do want to think about when we water is how do you water? How do you water? You can use a watering can. You can use, you know, um, some kind of even <laughs> recycled uh, milk jug maybe. But you do want to make sure you're when you're watering, you're putting the water on the soil, not the plants. Um, if you do that, of course, water can sit on the leaves and can cause some potential disease problems. So especially with certain plants that have very fuzzy leaves in particular. So um, one example is the um, African violet. African violets are great plants. They flower beautifully, but they do have this fuzzy leaf and it can rot pretty quickly. So be sure that you're watering the soil because very few plants need heavy water on their leaves. We're going to talk about misting plants later, so don't get that confused, but we don't want to keep heavy water on the leaves. Put it on the roots. So you can use a watering can, and if you use um, a dish or some kind of tray underneath your plant's pot, be sure that you only use that temporarily. In other words, it's think of that tray as protection for the counter or the floor or the table, whatever your plant is on, sitting on. Because if you use it to hold water for extended periods of time, days or weeks, the water in that pan will rot the roots because the uh, soil in the pot will wick up or kind of suck up the water out of that pan and it will constantly be staying wet. And remember, we do need certain uh, periods of dry and whatnot for certain plants. So be sure that if you're using a um, tray or some kind of uh, dish underneath your plant's pot, it's only there for protection. It should essentially be dry most of the time. Now, there is another method which I prefer, and it's called the immersion method, or I sort of uh, go with the sink method. Either way, you can fill a pan or a sink up with water and place the pot into that and let it wick uh, the water up from that uh, kind of bath. But what I like to do, and it's so much easier and effective for watering house plants, is to take your plants maybe once a week when you're watering, checking them, take them to the sink, take them to the tub, to the shower, put them in there, go ahead and water that soil until it is saturated and allow it to drain. So you may take them in there on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock after New Southern Garden and you will water them in the tub or sink let them rest in there for maybe two hours, uh, could be longer. Let them completely drain and then return them to that tray or that dish so you're protecting uh, your furniture and your floor, whatever you may be uh, placing your plants on. Because that way, you're getting any excess water drained out of the plant and it's going into the sink or down your um, uh, shower drain. You don't want excess water to hang out in the base of your plant. So that is some ways to water. And remember, 
How often should you water? That is one of the questions I get all the time when people ask me about um, watering houseplants. And what I tell them is it's a combination of three major factors. The first factor is the plant. The plant itself is going to require a certain amount of moisture. Now remember, when it comes to cactus and succulents, they don't need much water at all. But it's also uh, kind of the reverse when you talk about, uh, say, that a chorus earlier. They may need a lot more water. So the plant's going to determine a good bit about when you water. Secondly, the time of year. You know, in winter, your growth is slowing down. It may even stop. And so overwatering during winter is very easy. You don't need as much water. Uh, but in spring, when the plants are growing and putting out new growth, they demand more water. So time of year is important as well. And the environment in which they are living is the third factor for how often to water. Remember that uh, humidity in the air is going to uh, uh, affect the amount of water uh, your plants need. And the temperature. Temperature and humidity are are big things to think about. If it's hotter, if it's uh, uh, less humid, then you may need more or less water. It just depends on that environment. So again, it's hard to say how often you need to water, but one thing you can pretty much bank on for houseplants is taking, it's a very expensive piece of equipment very expensive, and you may have to rush out and go find it, um, or it may take years to find this very expensive equipment. No, I'm just kidding. The equipment you need is your finger. You take your finger and stick it into the pot uh, when you're monitoring, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week. If you can stick it down into the pot, uh, maybe a couple of inches all the way to your second or second and a half digit, uh, and it feels moist, then you're okay. But if it feels dry in those, say, two, two and a half inches, you may go ahead and water. I just did that this past week on my house plants. They were a bit on the dry side. But again, remember, this is wintertime. The humidity tends to be a little less because there's not as much uh, temperature. But being indoors, it is already going to be much drier. And so they did need a good bit of water, and they're happy now. So make sure you're not overwatering um, or underwatering because underwatering can be just as bad. One of the best things to do is, depending on what kind of plant you have, depending on what kind of plant you have, you may want to research and see what needs and what water requirements that particular plant needs. Because every plant is going to be different. And you probably, if you're a house plant uh, fanatic, you probably have a lot of different kinds of plants. Now, let me, before we go to this break, let me kind of summarize some danger signs. Danger signs of too little water would be the leaves are limp and wilted. There may be little or no growth. Um, if there's flowers on the plant, they may either fall or fade quickly. The oldest leaves fall first, and the lower leaves or the older leaves are curled, yellow, wilted, brown edges, and brown and dry, just kind of nasty looking. But when we get back from this quick break, we got to go, but I'm going to give you the last signs of too much water. What are some danger signs of too much water on your houseplants? Then we're going to continue with the golden rules of growing houseplants when we get back from this quick break. Hang on tight. Hey gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the New Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and 
and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. <laughs> at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now, let's get growing together. Well, we are talking today on New Southern Garden about houseplants in your indoor garden. Of course, we've been trying to spend this entire month uh, talking about doing new things. And so if you haven't grown plants inside, well, you've always thought it would be kind of cool to do that. Take 2021, this brand new year, and bring some houseplants into your house. It's great to be able to wake up in the morning and see a bit of nature poking out from behind the uh, side of the bed or uh, in the corner somewhere, you know, in the uh, kitchen, even on a kitchen windowsill, seeing a little bit of nature shining and brightly just welcoming you to your house. Maybe when you get home from work, can be a great way to um, to relax just with the plants. And there is some good research that, hey, some of these plants, they use um, bad air, which we breathe out, right, carbon dioxide, and they put oxygen into the air. So you can sort of have a living air filter of sorts uh, to some degree with these houseplants. But before we left, we were talking about probably one of the most biggest concerns when it comes to houseplants is watering. How do you water? Do you have too much water? Are you not watering enough? And so if you've missed any part of this program, uh, watering is a big thing. You need to review at NewSouthernGarden.com because in a few short hours, uh, this episode will be available on demand uh, at NewSouthernGarden.com and your favorite podcasting app. Uh, so be sure to share those with friends whose houseplants are looking pretty sad. Now remember, to summarize some things for, rule, uh, for watering, the rules are <laughs> you really don't want to overwater. Plants' roots need air just like they need water. If anything, the compost or the growing soil should be moist but not saturated. Um, some plants do need to dry out partially uh, for a certain period of times in between waterings. Some do not. Some do need steady, constant moisture. Um, but all will need less water during the resting period. And the resting period, of course, we're going to talk about uh, in a second. Um, so that would be usually over winter, but we're going to get into that kind of jumping the gun there. So uh, the number one death of houseplants is not underwatering, but it's overwatering. Overwatering your houseplants is the number one killer of houseplants. And so danger signs of too much water is that they will look like they need water. They'll be wilted. They'll be, the leaves will be very limp. But if you look closer on that leaf, you will see that the leaf is sort of rotten, uh, soft. There may be very poor growth. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, the uh, leaves may be curled, yellow, kind of wilted-like, and maybe even brown tips, brown tips. Flowers will be kind of moldy and sort of hanging over, wilting, and uh, young and old leaves, they, they will probably fall at the same time. And if you pull the plant out of the pot, 
you will see brown and mushy roots. Those are classic signs of overwatering, which again, folks, is the number one killer of houseplants. So, uh, number one of the 10 golden rules is to don't drown your plants. Now, number two is to give them a rest. A lot of times, especially folks who are beginning with houseplants, are kind of surprised uh, to, well, when they realize, they're, they're surprised, that all plants need a little rest in the winter. Now, sort of foreshadowing to this point, um, which essentially means they need less water, they need less feeding, and they need less heat in the active growing than, than in the active growing period. Now, that's going to be pretty specific for different types of plants. So don't think that you can treat every house plant the same, but generally, many of these plants need less water, less heat, less food during winter. Just like plants outside, they slow down, they sort of go dormant, uh, they're not doing much growing. The reality is, the same goes for house plants indoors because they are plants and they do need a resting period, a dormant period. So be sure to look up some of the details of how to overwinter your house plants indoors, uh, making sure that you're giving them the best shot at life, but also not pushing them too hard. Now, there's a third rule of um, third golden rule for growing house plants, and, and that is to accept the fact that that some plants are going to die. Some plants are going to die. As a matter of fact, some house plants, some plants that are grown in the greenhouse industry, uh, to be grown indoors or, or, or say even the florist industry, uh, the florist industry, they produce certain plants that have a short lifespan. Things like cyclamen, chrysanthemum even, uh, gloxinia, if you're familiar with that old-fashioned plant, they're going to die down in a matter of weeks. And you've got to remember, folks, that with those certain kinds of plants, you have done nothing wrong. A lot of times when we get a plant, maybe, you know, I really hate it because the florist industry, of course, you know, they produce flowers for births and also deaths. And a lot of times when people die, we get those flowers and they mean something to us because I have seen so many times people show me pictures of plants or when I'm out at somebody's house helping them um, doing some coaching, they say, oh, that was sent to me at my mother's funeral. Uh, so it's a very special plant. They mean something to us. But a lot of cases, those floral type flowers uh, or plants that we're getting from the, from the greenhouses, they're not meant to last very long. And so it's okay. You've done nothing wrong. Uh, those types of plants are what we sort of call flowering pot plants, and they're only temporary residents. They're not going to be in your uh, house garden, <laughs> your indoor garden, for very long. So just enjoy some of these plants while they're looking great. And then when their lifespan is over, you can compost them <laughs> and put their rotting, lifeless bodies to use in the compost bin. Don't get too discouraged because, again, some of these plants, these house plants, are meant to just be temporary. It's okay if the temporary plants go on to live in that garden in the sky. Now, the fourth golden rule of growing house plants is to give them extra humidity. Give them extra humidity. Now, this is hard, and this is something we, we talked about on a previous episode um, with a guest, is that when we're growing plants indoors, we're putting them in a situation where the air is very 
dry when it comes to, uh, you know, considering where these plants usually grow. As a matter of fact, the atmosphere of a house that is centrally heated or a room that has central heating and air, in the winter, it's as dry as desert air. It's as dry as desert air. Now, cactus, hey, that's no problem. That's where they come from. But what about some of these tropical jungle-type plants? As a matter of fact, the humidity uh, guide here, of course, 100% humidity is very humid. That's what they call saturated air. Uh, you may or may not see that maybe outdoors. You're not going to see it inside or you will have water running down your walls and soaking into your furniture. It would probably grow mold. But then, of course, somewhere between 90% and 70% humidity, that's what we call the jungle air. Um, we, we may see that outside sometimes uh, up here in, in, in the summer, not usually in the winter, but that is like a greenhouse condition. That's like a greenhouse condition. Now, more likely what we see outside are 60 and 40 degrees. That humidity range um, is like a summer day in, in, in our area. Now, that is the best range for indoor plants um, that are growing just in a, you know ordinary room or whatnot. Now, when we get down into wintertime, uh, a lot of times we see 30 to 10% humidity. That's desert air. That's a lot of times the uh, percentage of humidity that you'll find in a centrally heated uh, building or room. It's not necessarily where you want it to be. So, you know, if you can make sure your house is above 30, somewhere in that 40 to 60 range, you don't want it too humid inside because, again, you don't want water uh, forming droplets along your walls and your windows condensing on there. What you ideally want um, is something comfortable for you. But if you can get into 40%, 60% humidity, then your plants will be even more satisfied. Now, you can check the humidity of your house pretty easily with, um, I've actually found some, um, uh, what are they, temperature gauges, whatever they're called, Th not a thermometer, not a thermostat, a thermometer. I'm losing my mind. I've found those at box stores and other places, and I'll tell you that a lot of those new ones, the digital ones, will have a humidity gauge and they'll tell you the percent humidity in your house. So again, you don't want your house too humid because you've got to live in it. You don't want to be wet and your sheets to stay wet and getting moldy, but you do want your house plants to be comfortable as well. So maybe increase the humidity. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. But today's program, the 10 Golden Rules for House Plants. Hang on tight. Greenness unfolded. Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, gang, before the break here on New Southern Garden, we were talking about humidity and houseplants. Because on today's program, we're talking everything houseplants. I think that since it's the dead of winter, uh, and, you know, we think we can't do much outside, which we would be wrong to believe that. But still, it is nice on very cold days to stay inside and perhaps, you know, uh, show a little, a little love 
to those plants that you uh, protect indoors over the cold winters. And so humidity is a big concern, and I encourage you to stay in the 40% to 60% humidity range for your house plants, which actually, our house, uh, usually, well, our old house, I remember, it stayed in that 60% range. It was comfortable for us, and uh, the house plants didn't have a problem. So, you know, in the wintertime, our houses can become essentially as dry as the Sahara Desert. And most houseplants, they want some humidity. So let's check our humidity and uh, see how that's going. And I want to give you three ways that you can increase the humidity in your uh, growing area, whatever room that is, pretty simply and easily without causing too much moisture in the house. Uh, But before I do that, I want to remind you that if you missed the first um, part of the show, which includes, I think, the first four golden rules out of 10 of growing house plants, then you can check out this episode online at NewSouthernGarden.com once it's aired. And that will be available in just a few short hours because, of course, um, uh, after the 11 o'clock hour, I'm out of here and we will be online after that point. So be sure to check us out at NewSouthernGarden.com and your podcasting apps if you got those on your phone because it's not hard to wake up on Saturday before 10. But if in the rare event... You just don't get out of bed. And you look at the clock and you think, oh, I've missed Nathan's show. Well, guess what? There's always another chance. And this episode will be made available online. So with that in mind, check us out on Facebook and Instagram too, because there you can get connected with New Southern Garden so we can help you grow your best garden ever and hopefully help you grow well during this brand new year of 2021. Now back to humidity and, and houseplants. If you wanted to simply increase the humidity around a particular plant or two, you can mist them. Misting does, uh, does some help for increasing humidity directly on the foliage without getting moisture um, onto your walls and into your uh, bed sheets and clothes and everything. So, but misting um, it doesn't last very long, so you sort of have to do it maybe every morning if you have certain plants that uh, just like more humidity and basically misting you get a uh, spray bottle some kind of plant mister and you fill it with water clean water make sure there's no pollutants in there and especially no toxic uh, uh, chemicals that the plants may suffer from now you do want to miss usually in the mornings and let that moisture dry off the leaf before the end of the day into the nighttime because nighttime and moisture can cause some problems from time to time but another simple way to increase humidity is to group your plants together. If you have more than one house plant, you can group them together, make nice tight bunches. They'll be snug. They can make a great display, especially if they're in different size pots and some are tall and some are lanky and some are floppy and some are viney and some are bushy and some are grassy. Put those all together and they'll not just look great, but they also just by, um, uh, just by association will give moisture off to each other. And so that helps increase humidity. And then lastly, double potting your plant can be very helpful. So in other words, you have your your plant in its pot, but then you place that pot into some soil in another container. You could put peat moss, just some regular potting soil around that pot in another container, making a double pot. And that does more than increase the humidity, actually. 
It will also provide a reservoir of moisture below the pot and also insulate the compost inside the pot from sudden changes in temperature. It's sort of like mulching your plants. <laughs> you know, you can't really say you, you mulch plants that are above ground. You mulch your plants outside all the time. But if you do a double potting situation, you increase humidity, you uh, moderate the, the temperature in that soil, and you also create a bit of a reservoir for extra uh, water. So those are three easy ways that you can um, uh, increase humidity around certain plants without having to increase uh, the overall humidity in your house. And, you know, you don't want to make it uncomfortable for you because you got to sleep. You got to wake up. You got to live. You got to enjoy living in your place. Now, the fifth golden rule for growing houseplants is to treat trouble promptly. Treat trouble promptly. Whether you're an expert or a beginner, remember, trouble will come at some time. You're going to have issues. And if you see an issue, you may see one or two insects on the plant or maybe mealybugs. Now, those are easily picked off. But if you wait to pick and remove pests or diseases, they're only going to spread. That infestation may become incurable, and you may not be able to save your plant. Now, remember, overwatering is not fatal at first, but it kills your plant when it goes over time. So you've got to be able to recognize early signs of trouble. Now, obviously, when it comes to trouble with insects, you should see either the insect itself or some kind of sign of the insect. So the insect may be, you know, mealybugs. They look kind of fluffy and um, uh, they're white. And then aphids can be green and they can be black. They can be orange, different colors. They're creeping, they're crawling. You may see the bug itself or you may see kind of a web. That may be spider mites. Spider mites are no good for houseplants. And so once you see the trouble, once you suspect that there may be a problem, be sure to get to it quickly. The other problems may be spots on the leaves, yellowing of the leaves, drying out on the tips or on the edges of the leaves. Those are all signs that uh, you may have diseases or you may have a watering issue. You may even have a humidity issue. So once you start to see something unusual... And this is a, a good statement to make and to remember that uh, once you see a problem on houseplants, you better do something quickly, do something promptly, because if not, I have seen houseplants go from small problem to major problem in a short period of time. Time is of the essence when it comes to issues in houseplants. So be vigilant. Look at your plants at least once a week, if not more than that, hopefully two to three times a week if you love them, because you do want to show your houseplants some love, and you can prevent uh, issues from becoming even more problematic. Now, the sixth golden rule of growing houseplants is to group them together. Now, we briefly talked about grouping plants together uh, when we were talking about humidity, and we saw the benefits of how they grow better. But when you group them together, uh, really all plants look better and they grow better when they're grouped together. Now, some ways that you may group your plants together. First of all, you may just take the pots themselves and group them together. Be sure that when you're grouping plants together, 
uh, you are getting different colors, maybe contrasting colors. You have different uh, shape leaves, different uh, uh, foliage, uh, textures, those kinds of things. Putting those together, putting big leaves beside little leaves and yellow le- uh, yellow flowers beside purple flowers, that really can make an impressive, Im- impressive display. Now, one other way that you can group plants together is by using a tray filled with pebbles and you place different small, maybe maybe small pots into those tray into that pebble tray. Now that allows you to water them easily, uh, leaving just a little bit of moisture below those pebbles can increase humidity and help your plants grow better. But that tray with nice pretty pebbles in it could be used as a centerpiece in your house. This is the indoor garden as well. An indoor garden could be one large container, some kind of planter and you place multiple uh, plants within there, some that flower, some that have beautiful foliage. And you can actually, at a florist, it's not necessarily something you find at a nursery, even though during the springtime we do carry uh, planters of ho- uh, planters of houseplants, I guess that's a way to say it, uh, houseplant planters. <laughs> we carry those in the spring, not usually in the cold months, but you do want to make sure that you are grouping plants together that have different beautiful attractions. Now, another way that you can display groupings of plants together is with hanging baskets. You know, we always think about hanging baskets at uh, uh, Mother's Day as gifts to give away, and those are always for the porch. But a hanging basket that can be placed um, in the house with house plants can be very beautiful. Now, the miniature garden is another way, putting different kinds of plants together that are small. Maybe they're young uh, house plants, or maybe they're small succulents or cactus kind of plants. Put those in a, um, in a planter, and they can be like a little garden uh, with you know a true miniature world. You could even use little fairy houses and toadstools and things like that to add a little bit of whimsy to them. But again, those are things that can make your display look beautiful. Now, living screen, you know, it's like, what about those plants that are sort of viney? Well, you could have a large planter and have um, um, a trellis in that planter or some stakes in the planter and run vines up those and sort of create a screen in between a room or in between a sitting area on your patio, uh, or not patio, but like a sun porch or something, you know, that would be something different. Maybe create a little cozy area with a living screen indoors. And lastly, I would mention the terrarium. Of course, the terrarium is usually a glass structure where little plants are placed inside of it, and you create its own little microclimate. You can do the same thing with fish tanks. Who needs fish when you can have some beautiful plants, right? So with all of that in mind, uh, grouping plants together is a golden rule because it makes your display even more beautiful than just one solitary plant. Of course, we encourage that in outdoor gardening. Why not encourage the same in indoor gardening as well? Now, the seventh, um, the seventh golden rule that we want to talk about is to learn Learn things about your plant, but in particular, learn to repot. We always talk about how do you water, how do you fertilize, how much moisture, how much humidity, but we sometimes forget to talk about how to repot plants, especially our house plants. And you see, after a year or two, most plants are going to start to look sick, and that's when it's detrimental to their health. And in a lot of cases, the only thing that plant needs is to be put into a larger container. 
I swear sometimes we just let those roots circle the pot. We let the plant outgrow itself or outgrow the pot, that's for sure. And so you do want to be able to check the roots from time to time. Um, looking for a root-bound plant. First of all, you may found, find that if your plant is root-bound uh, root um, or pot-bound, you see the stem and the leaf growth. They're very slow, uh, even when the plant is being fed regularly in the spring and summer. That's a key sign. Slow growth, uh, thin stems. The soil. If the soil dries out very quickly, um, so frequently uh, that, that you need to water a lot, then that could be a sign that there is more root in that pot than there is soil. And with that in mind, you want to be sure uh, that you're checking those roots so that if they need to be potted up, it's time to do that. And then lastly, this is a telltale sign of a pot-bound plant, which you see, you know, on some of our nursery plants when we know they're, they need to be bumped up into a larger pot, is the roots may be growing through the drainage hole. That means the roots have grown as much as they can in the soil. They're looking for other places to live. So what you want to do is take your pot, take your root ball out of the old pot, uh, do that, and then get your new pot place some soil in the new pot, set your root ball on top of that soil, and then pack soil around the sides. But make sure your pot is larger than the previous pot. That defeats the purpose. And if the roots are circling, you may want to give them just a couple of snips to encourage them to generate more roots that will fill the new soil. Folks, we got to take a break, but we'll be back with more houseplants and my 10 rules, uh, 10 golden rules for houseplants. Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at NewSouthernGarden.com where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the New Southern Garden family and let's grow well. that final segment of the show probably my uh, least favorite because that means we are going to part ways for another week but i'm glad that you decided to join new southern garden today and glad that you are hopefully interested in learning more about house plants because we're going to wrap up the 10 golden rules of growing house plants today uh, but next week we're going to talk about more things house plants just to get you excited and involved in the house plant world if you don't have house plants i would encourage you to get them try that uh, make that your new thing to do uh, this new year and you know start an indoor garden there's nothing wrong with that outdoor gardens are awesome great I love them love to be in them love to work them but what about inside we spend a lot of time inside these days especially in the dead of summer when things are very hot and we don't want to be outside for too long. we got to take a nice uh, break to cool off. Well, you could have something to do and some plants to grow right there in your window. 
So, of course, today we've talked about the 10 golden rules of growing houseplants, and uh, we if, if you've missed any part of them, be sure to check us out online at NewSouthernGarden.com, where you can find this episode uh, in just a few short hours, uh, ready to be downloaded to your smartphone on the podcasting apps or however you want to listen to it. You can listen to all the goodness about houseplants. So we've got a few more here. The, um, the eighth golden rule of growing houseplants is to choose wisely. Choose wisely. Remember that even, even if you are an expert, even if you are an expert, you can't make a shade-loving plant survive in a sunny window. You just can't do it. The plant is designed, programmed, whatever you want to call it, to grow in a certain condition. So you've got to figure out what area, just like, I mean, folks, this is just like growing plants outside. You know, we wouldn't dare put roses in heavy shade because eventually they will die out. So the same thing goes in the house. And remember, in the house, you have way more shade than you do outdoors. Even the sunniest window is going to have some shade at some point in the day. And so you've got to choose wisely, which means you're going to have to do a little research on the plants that you're wanting to use, the situations they like to grow in, what they require, and also do a little observation in your house. See where the sun falls through a window, maybe onto the floor if you plan to put some plants near a sunny window. See how long the sun is there uh, throughout different times of the year, particularly during the summertime when the plants are actively growing. But again, the plants you choose, they must be able to flourish in the home that you provide for it. And of course, that home is going to be yours because they're going to be your babies, your baby plants. You want to make sure they live and grow into big, strong plants. Now, the second to last uh, uh, rule for growing house plants, of course, the ninth uh, rule is going to be to have the proper tools. Have the proper tools. Now, one of the best things to use <laughs> is a watering can with a long, narrow spout. You may need a mister as well, so you can increase that humidity. Now, also, misting helps to reduce dust, and helping to reduce dust and hopefully controlling pests in the long run uh, is a good idea because the foliage may get dusty, just like your furniture gets dusty indoors. There's no wind to blow the dust around. Cleaning the foliage using a mister to keep dust at bay will keep the foliage clear and clean so it can receive as much light from the sun or indirect light from the sun that it possibly can. Because if your leaf, think about it, if you painted the foliage of your leaves, they would never receive sun and they would surely die. The same goes for dust. The dust can build up and get thick and it can lower your plant's ability to receive sun and thus giving you um, a beautiful growing plant. But remember, you're going to have to think about the brand of compost you use. Is it suitable? Uh, the mix, is it suitable for the kinds of plants you're growing? What about pots and stakes and um, strings? If you need string to tie something up, drip trays, that's going to help to keep things off the furniture and fertilizer. These are the proper tools that you need. You may need a safe pest killer. If your plants are going to get some kinds of uh, pest on them, whether it's diseases, whether it's insects, who knows? If you use those things indoors, you want to be sure that it's okay to do that. And if you need to take the plant outdoor in order to treat it, that's okay too. 
So if you're going to be gardening indoors now with these plants that we call house plants, this is the kind of, you have to think about the tools you're going to need. And of course, these are just some of the things that you may find handy. And, and there's always plenty of research you can do online. But just like if you're going outside and you need a, a shovel and a rake and a hoe and you need maybe a tiller to, to get the job done, well, you're going to need some tools. So make sure you have the proper tools. It will make growing the plants even more fun and enjoyable when you're not struggling around trying to deal with it. Oh, the last thing you're probably going to need to add to that proper toolkit is going to be uh, secutors, uh, which is another word for pruning shears. Uh, small pruning shears, they don't have to be very large for most house plants. Um, you will want to trim things back from time to time and make them bushy again, make them stand out. Now, as we move into the last 10, uh, the 10th rule, a golden rule, I should say, for growing house plants is to check the plant specific needs. That's the last rule today because we sort of already alluded to that. Every plant that you grow indoors is completely different than the other. Now, some may have similar requirements, um, but some may can have completely different requ requirements. So if you try to group um, uh, a plant that really likes the sun beside a plant that really likes the shade, one of those is not going to perform well. You can almost guarantee it. And if you have any questions about that, of course, like uh, today we're, we're talking and uh, uh, reading about the houseplant expert by the author is Dr. D.G. D. Hessian, I guess, or Hessayon. It's H-E-S-S-A-Y-O-N. It's like crayon, I guess. Hessayon. I don't know. But anyhow, um, there's some great research, too, online. There's a lot of blogs as well. I haven't written really anything about uh, houseplants yet. Um, but there's a lot of research you can find available and also just uh, anecdotal information from other people who have been growing just like you and I. It's their experiences. It's their stories. And it's all online you know but if you've missed this program of course you can find uh the repeat performance of this online at newsoutherngarden.com in a few short hours after the program's over so again let me summarize here the 10 golden rules of growing house plants number one don't drown them make sure the roots are getting some air as well as some moisture Number two, give them a rest. Give them a break during the winter. Number three, accept the loss of temporary plants. Some house plants are not meant to live generation after generation. They're just meant to live for a few weeks. Number four, give them extra humidity. Most all house plants are going to need uh, more moisture in the air than the than what you have in the winter time. So be sure to have extra humidity. Number five, treat the trouble promptly. If you have problems, get to it fast before it escalates. Number six, group your plants together. It helps them grow better, gives them extra humidity, but guess what? It also looks good to have groupings of plants in your house. Um, number seven, learn to repot. Make sure you are repotting your plants so they are staying beautiful, staying strong and healthy. Uh, number number eight, I guess we are, choose wisely. Make sure you're picking the right plant for the right place, just like you would outdoors. Number nine, have the proper tools. Create a toolkit to make your gardening indoor experience enjoyable. And lastly, check your plant specific needs because they're all different, just like people. Well, gang, check us out online at NewSouthernGarden.com and, of course, Facebook and Instagram. And share this episode with someone as soon as it's available online and on the podcasting apps. This is Nathan Wilson for New Southern Garden, hoping you stay well and grow well. We'll see you next week, gang. Sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs.
Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show.